What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Brian K. James, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have my good, good Judy back on the show today. She is an expert commentator on all things Housewives and reality TV, as well as a television host and producer, personality, diva, woman, mother, superwoman, phenomenal woman, phenomenally, and all of the things of the things. I am talking about the lady of House of Murasaki on Nosy Bystanders TV, and I cannot wait to get into the shit with her today. <laughs> Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming back to the show, Elle Murasaki. Yeah. Hey, friend! Oh. Thanks. Call me TV host and producer. That that just it makes me feel seen for the work that I do. You know, you really gotta, you know, to, to, to like, 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 put your respect on your shit. Like, hello, all the blessings, all the accolades, all the roses. Yeah. I keep up. Let me know if I missed anything. No, you you ate it up. Ate it down. Look, you ate it down before you was getting ready to read me down. Cause, you... <laughs> cause, 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 cause listen. <laughs> this is what happens when you have me on mid-morning coffee. This is when I, like, this is why I called you. Because, like, I was like, wait a minute. All the, 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 the hell done literally broke through in the Bravo universe. Like, it is bust loose. It is rattled, shaken, stirred, and in shambles. And I was Child, like, let's get the fourth wall. We, we, we threw the seventh. We are through the seventh. We are in a whole nother paradox, paradigm, paranormal universe at this point. Like, it is just so much going on. And I just had to get you on here because you are the only person that I'm watching on my Instagram feed at this point talking about this. And so, yes! like, true shit. Because, like, I have narrowed down for my podcast page, like just like mostly down to just people that have been on the show and like a few like pages that I just like to watch because I'm obsessed with like tiny homes and woodworking. Mm-mm, come on, come on. So As I'm you should be, honestly, yes, me too. So I'm into things. So, you know, it's basically just you and like woodworking and like tech glad. <laughs> That's on my Instagram feed at this point. <laughs> I love being next to the woodworkers. Okay, come on, somebody. 
Listen, talk about inclusion, am I right? <laughs> you like, know, we gotta give it a full spectrum. <laughs> yeah, shout out to my homegirl, Joni from America's Next Top Model. She came on the show and- <gasps> Yes, got, Joni. Yes, I got in, <laughs> introduced to these people because they followed me from her um, show coming out. So I've been obsessed with their page ever since. So Ooh, shout put out- put me on one. Cause we love an old school housewives, um, not housewives, America's Next Top Model moment. Yeah. Oh my God. We had two hours of all the shit. It was amazing. America's Next Top Model really, and I know people on the internet be trying to be like, oh, it was a problem. And I don't want to discount their stories and what they went through, but the TV that it made on on the the entertainer side or the person being entertained, baby, eight, damn. Okay. Eight. From commentator's perspective, Baby, could you imagine if TikTok was a thing when Jade's mom came in and started doing the Reiki on her? Oh my God. The internet would have been ablaze. Are you serious right now? Imagine the gift of just Jade every week when she got her picture. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for believing in Thank me. Thank you for believing. No, could you imagine? No. <laughs> remember, I don't remember her name. Um, the Indian young lady, and they threaded her forehead back during the makeup days. And didn't they make her blonde? Makeover days would have ate on TikTok, bro. Ancho, God bless her. I was like, that? I don't know. See, I didn't know shit about doing hair at the time because I didn't have nothing but a brush fade back in those days. But, you know, I was real, you know, Sean Patrick Thomas say the last dance with it. Like, oh, come on. Yeah. He was eating us down in that movie. Yeah. What if I don't want it to be real? What if what I want is to wake up and see my mom again? And I can't. Yeah, <laughs> You gotta believe in you. It's just me and you out there. Make, well, he tell her, make it nasty. You gotta... You, you, you gotta get nasty with it. Just because you have class with me don't mean you know me. Shout out to all these people. Shout out to Honestly. all these people. Bianca Lawson, shout out to still looking the exact same as you do in The that exact same Bianca, if you're listening. Like, I need the diet. I need the skincare routine. I need to know. I want to know what sheets you sleep on. This woman literally says she uses Cetaphil. How is no, she not? She, didn't. she is not. How is she not the face? I believe I have to go out. I, I have to go and revisit the YouTube channel that I watched this like biography on. I can't remember who it is. It might have been like Black Hollywood TV or somebody. Um, Black Hollywood femininity, maybe um, something like that. But I will link it in the um, column. Um, in the in the description Comments. of the episode. In the things that are things, you'll get it. Click on it when you see it. Y'all know where it's at. And so, um, they did one on Bianca Lawson and it was literally like, girl, set a fill. I was like, girl, set a fit? Set a Not me over here spending millions of dollars on the skincare and you using set a fill. Not watering. Not Buy not two, me. get one. In Brad Pitt, Manscaped, at, at, Carol's daughter, African black soaps. But you know, that's the, that, that's the thing about the melanin, baby. That's, that's, that's the magic in us. Like... I said, let me get my ass on Amazon. What Zora Neale Hurston say, those who got it can't hide it. 
early morning. And, I, and never, let, I'm gonna say this, and then then I'm gonna get back to my toxic message of love and Joju Dice. Um, <laughs> not really. <laughs> not the Zora Neale Hurston slander. Like, as a black girl, I understand not being a fan of slave movies and all those different types of things and i understand wanting to ingest art that has more of the cosby show feel to it where you're seeing black people in positions that you don't normally see them in. i understand that but a when you talk about art you have the like all forms of art you have to understand the artist's perspective and the lens in which that art was created in right so for Zora Neale Hurston to be of the age that she was I don't want to misquote her birthday but to be of the age that she was to be to be a Howard graduate you have to know that the story she received as a child came from women who weren't far removed from slavery and slave culture and and Jim Crow like Jim Crow wasn't even a thing when she was creating okay so everything was segregated so you the story the thing the slang the all of it is going to be told through that lens now if you don't like slave art or things of that nature that's okay but to say that it is bad to say that Zora Neale Hurston is not a good author is is the most wildest shit that I've ever heard and it goes back to have it come from a black woman it goes back to protecting our art and protecting women that's some shit you say in the house you don't never say that in front of no mixed company like and that's some shit you get cussed out at cussed out about at the kitchen table because I don't understand how do we sit here and complain about our black history <clears throat> not history books but then complain about our black history being told by a black person and even through an artistic lens make it makes sense you can't and that 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 pissed me off so bad and it's like in school we need to be teaching the babies how to do their taxes and we need to be teaching them how to critique art because your opinion is always welcome right but then it gets to a certain point in critiquing that it has to check certain boxes it has to be factual like you know what i mean there there are things that you like i didn't like this painting because the perception, perception, the brushstroke, the lit, the... It had to be based in something that was directly attached to, to the art that you're, that you're critiquing. Ugh, people get on my make nerves. It. Once again, make it <clears throat> make sense. See, this is why people like me and you are meant to be here because there was literally like, you know how people used to ask you, you know, what you wanted to be when you grew up? Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what my answer always was? I can only imagine. What was it, Brent? I wanted to be a critic. That... I literally wanted to be the person that wrote the little quotes that came out at the beginnings of movies. I, I wanted to write the critiques in Rolling Stone. And like, I wanted to be Sydney from Brown Sugar. <sighs> Pay attention. Children, grow up. When did, when did you fall in love with hip hop? Like, oh my God. When did you Brown fall in love? And if you listen <clears> to my show, when did you fall in love with reality TV? You do ask. What How do I miss that? How do you miss that? I actually hate that I missed that. I think I, I was afraid to say like what I wanted to be. You know what I mean? Like if I look back and I'm being completely honest, like I wanted, I wanted to be Wendy Williams. I wanted to be on the radio. I wanted to be bumping my gums. I wanted to be free um from 106 in the park but like 
and I wanted to be AJ. Hey, I didn't. I didn't know any women doing that. Long. It's all a reference. It's all a reference. I'm into it. No, I didn't know anybody doing that. Like my mom graduated from Syracuse. Oh my God, moms, everybody, they're AKAs, they're they're corporate women. So I didn't I didn't have anybody around to make that even feel like it made sense when you said it out loud. And then the few times that you said it, it was like, oh, okay, but what you really want to do? And I was like, oh, that wasn't a good enough answer. So I spent so much time being like, uh, I don't know what I want to do and like being down on myself and trying different things or this, that, and the third. And it's like, no, this is what I want to be doing. <laughs> if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Like, Right. It's like, there's no confusion about it. Mm-mm. None at all. None at all. I want it to be Wendy Williams, but not so much. You know what I mean? Wendy Williams without the like direct messy aggression. I feel like Wendy Williams always was like, we're doing a job, this is entertainment, I'm here to critique it. And so, unless she had her favorites, it never, the humanity never came out. Even like in the interview with um, Whitney Houston, there was a way to, and quite like Tamara Hall, there's a way to ask the question that everybody wants the answer to that still regards that person as a human and still leaves respect for that person as opposed to like, so you be on crack? <laughs> like damn Whitney are you still smoking like, no you what? ate that up you <laughs> ate that up you... Wendy's here that was good like you're causing really good thank you I I'm like... actually now I have to go practice <laughs> listen I, I I've been like dabbling in doing impressions for years but I never take it seriously just because I don't like like I'm not comedically funny I'm reactionary funny yeah like I don't want to actually sit and start writing jokes and think I'm gonna actually get up here and start doing stand-up because bitch I will get up here and think I'm like I will get up and do raw and I think it's so bold and beautiful like T.I. doing doing stand-up and actually like doing the thing and starting from the bottom and not being like I'm T.I. I'm here like paying homage and and doing the thing like I was I don't know if he's funny just yet. I haven't heard a joke that like... I haven't heard a joke yet, but in my respects, like if I, like, if I can't be like Paul Mooney type of funny, then I don't want to do it. Remember when Nene didn't know who Paul Mooney was? Remember when Nene was a comedian? That's when I lost hope. Remember... <laughs> and so- I am the first person to not know somebody <laughs> by their face. That is Did you so- catch that? <laughs> remember that era that little wave like I can but, but see I I really am still always gonna be stuck at keeping it real with me I'm forever gonna be like that's forever gonna be my ringtone period that's forever gonna be my callback tone when folks call me it's just gonna be like keeping it real with me no I need um I'm on if- it if I had the uh if I had a ringtone pick from a housewife, it would be <laughs> I feel like falling in love. Oh, God. I put that on my phone, please. No <laughs> oh, dead. Oh my word. Put that the, one there. The blessings that Beyonce bestows upon us. She just doesn't even know. She does it so effortlessly. 
I want to, before we get into all the things, I want to tell the people why you hit record so fast because you was ready to read and fulfill. So we was kiki and backstage. And I just want, I just want to start off by saying I am happy that Teresa <laughs> and Joe Judith are not together anymore. But it is something about Joe Judice that I don't know if it's the toxic in me, but I get it. Like, I get it. I get how she was like one foot out and then he did something and she was like, oh, I got to come back. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And I just remember after she flipped that table and he like went and hugged her. And <laughs> she was like, yeah, did you think that was that was It was like... <laughs> y'all better kiss like I don't know I just it works for me it works is what they give all the time and I just I'm into it and then he be on the like he be cooking and stuff I'd be like okay with y'all spicing up the sausages like I did how she gave him four kids before she left I don't know I don't know I don't know I'm sorry he's a horrible person I hate the way he spoke to her I'm happy they are not together I would have left too but Get it. I'm going to have a heart attack by the end of this episode. It's the jersey and I don't know. I don't know. I get <laughs> it. Listen, I'm not even. I'm not even here to read you, girl. Talk your shit. I I understand because I grew up like in real hood, dude. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Level of toxic, like mm-hmm. so. Like I grew up loving like Keisha and Belly. You know, like it gives very, you know, Tyrese yes. and Megan Good in uh, Wait Deep. Yes. Like it gives bad. It gives very, yes. you, you know, like you like, like, like when she shot her first dude, like he was proud of her. Like it was like, <laughs> like Beyonce real- and uh, Makai Pfeiffer and Carmen the Hip Hopper. Like, that? <laughs> it was, it's very. Carmen Le Hip Like, and I, and I, I get it. Like, nah, I don't get it as in I want it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that ain't what I want. No, keep, to- actually, keep that far the fuck away from me. But, Please. I don't know, it's, it's something that I get. I'm like, I, I understand, like, Teresa. Yeah. I get it. You remember she used to be standing on top of him trying to wake him up, and then they would be like, he'd be slapping her on the butt. And I think um, when they went when they went to the cat skills and he was like this the first the bed we uh first had sex on like he just so i don't know get it like because i did because i want to say it backstage that's really why i hit record so fast is because i get it from a whole different perspective it's like yeah you know we be loving the most ignorant toxic drug dealing criminal crime committing felony having baby mama having baby mama drama having ass dudes mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. don't understand Joe Judas. that's the thing that get me you watching Joe Judas texting your baby daddy who ain't never been no good, ain't never gave you no formula money. And he actually finna come over when the show is off, but you got a, a think piece on Joe Judas. Who always got money, but ain't never had no job. It's the allure. You see what I'm saying? It's the allure. <laughs> oh, Joe, this is for me. Thank you. Like... <laughs> You remember when he gave her just that stack of money and she was just right here just 
she was and Mr. Commonman got to spend cash. I was like, see, the problem was ghetto foolery. And that's the thing. She 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 not hood enough. She Patterson, but she not hood enough. Cause a hood one would have told you, you why y'all married? You <laughs> why you signed the paperwork? Just and just send me a text message. That's that's not where you want to be vertically integrated. Okay. <laughs> I want you to pass me a cash from your bank account that I'm not tied to. Amen. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna go to my house. Yeah, the problem is she married them. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Like the problem is she didn't read, like you didn't read none of the paperwork for nothing. Mm-mm. But neither Which, did Ty Chrisley's mom, so I guess it happens. I mean, <laughs> who said that? Like it gets very who said who actually like, but point them out though. Like come to the front of the congregation, because because we need to pray for you specifically. Um, but like. When it comes to Todd and and uh, Todd Nim, Todd and Mrs. Chrisley, because I just I just I just forgot her name just just that quick. Um, Julie, right? Sure. That's crazy, I would have said he watches that show. That's his shit. Like like Chrisley knows best is my husband's shit, and I've been telling him from day one. I'm like something is not right about them. Oh, no, the money, the nothing added up from day one. And if you, if, if your husband is really a fan and he remembers when they first started in the papers about the money not being what it was and him not owning and written for the show and all of that, round about the time when Savannah went to Tennessee, I said, Miss Ma'am is smart. She said, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta leave. <laughs> but speaking of pointing the people out and praying for them, amen, Drew. Has let Ralph go. Who are we praying for? Listen, we are praying for our good sis Drew. Okay, we are praying are for her we? strength. Yes, we are. We are pay- praying for her strength because she raising them babies by herself now. We praying. We we praying. Is, is she really raising them babies by herself when when it was really her and her mama raising them children from the start? I would say yes because her mama don't owe her that. Like that's a that's a good grandmama move, but her mother don't owe her that. Her mother could really be like, "Oh, my kids is grown, and so what I'm gonna do is go outside." But I see y'all on Christmas and on Thanksgiving. Stay tuned for the new season and a little Easter because you know they they like it. But um, I think Rusadora is beautiful. Gorgeous. I think she is talented. That throat. <laughs> Like there has never been a time that they asked Drew to sing and she she ain't came through. Like we don't when Drew sings, we don't get the moments of the uh the production doing the crickets on the screen. We don't get nobody in the cast talking about some she always singing cuz baby's throat is a one, okay? Her song that Ralph produced before they broke up, all shade, um <laughs> is hitting. Is hitting and I I think she could do so much better than him and i would love the opportunity to have a conversation with her about like where her head was when she finally decided to like sign them papers I'm ready to sign them papers. you know uh, i was gonna sing it so i'm glad <laughs> but like what was it I, like i want to know like was this a drew thing like no you can't treat drew like this i don't want this i'm better than this was it I gotta show my kids something different. They can't be around for this. Like, was what? there ever pause for cause for the sac- fake ugh, for the fact that now you got two kids who won't have dads in the home? Did you try to stick it out because of that? Like, 
like talk to me what what was the process like 61 minutes i need to know like it just seemed like you know to the public it was such a strong switch because she drew was always very i'm gonna stick beside him honey that's my man i'm gonna stick beside him mm-hmm. honey I'll give him a little bit just for these TV cameras so y'all won't call me completely stupid. But at the end of the day, that's my man and he ain't going nowhere. Like, Period. like he gave very that. And I was like, well, well, listen, I've been with my husband since I was 19. We are 31 years old. He ain't going no fucking way. Period. Nah. And it, but again, that's in the house, outside of the house conversation. I'm not, I'm not, never. And this man is a narcissist. We seen how he acted on camera. So we can only assume that it's worse when it's no cameras. At the end of the day, she had to go home with them, with him. So for her to sit up on the reunion couch for the sake of appeasing us, the audience being like, yeah, that nigga is a piece of shit. And she got to go home with him. That That's stupider, in my opinion, than sitting on the couch being like, my man, my man, my man. Like, I, I, that, that's why I was like, I, I can't even give her much for that. Like for me, my tea was never with Drew being the being a stick beside him, girl. I was like, well, girl, I, <laughs> girl, I, I was my man, my man, all the way to the bank, moving that cash over to the different account. Like I talk all the shit, but I'm like, when it comes to my husband, I dare you, I dare you. I don't give a damn if you got pitches. I dare you. I don't give- dare you. Cause, yeah. cause I'm, I'm, I'm not responsible for what happens after you accept yeah, that dare. On TV, I dare you. <laughs> I dare you. Set, set, set yourself up for that. Tamara Judge was the first one to throw a drink. I'm gonna be the first one to throw fifth in this motherfucker. First one to stomp you out on on Real Housewives. I will be the first stomp out. I, I actually pay to see that. I thought we was gonna get it with the scepter moment. Cause ain't nobody but Jesus Christ superstar gonna be able to pull me off of you. Not the Holy Ghost. No, but she had she had to go back home to him and she had to stay home with him after the things. But also it as dumb as people try to act like Drew is, I feel like she's very smart in certain instances as well. And this Drew seems Drew seems like the type of person who you you remember when your mother sent you to the grocery store and you would have change but you would never give her back the change. Drew is that girl. She seemed she seemed oh. like the type. Yeah, I'm gonna keep that. That's my uh, service fee. Uh, she seemed like the type of person to keep the change, put it in the bank account, and then like have a goal. Like once this bank account hit this, then we out. Because at the end of the day, you still got three kids. It can't just be, and I'm out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we have to take the emotion out of it. And so it feels like that's what she did. And um, I, I'm really, I'm excited for baby girl. I am too. Like, see, my thing was never she was the stick beside him, girl. Like, that was never my thing. My issue was that she directed all of the gaslighting and the shade that that man laid on her at the house. She injected that right into the friend group. She 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 channeled and misdirected that right into the friend group, and I was like, "Girl, what is this and why?" Like, girl, you want to sit here and and you want them girls to feel sorry for you, and and, and you doing the same thing to them that that man is at the house doing to you, and uh, and publicly doing on national and international television. But you have to also think about things that are normalized, right? So when you think about even using spanking as a kid, when you get spanked like that, that's how you know how to parent, right? And you turned out okay. So you normalize that. And I think 
listen drew was responsible i'm not trying to take it off of drew because she definitely came in there and was like projecting and all of that but when you were home and you were trying on 90 million different communication styles and people the the person is still telling you no no you're wrong no you're crazy no you don't listen no you da 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 and you're absolutely trying your best it's not it, it, I can imagine that it's very easy to then turn around and project those things like this girl was being mentally abused on camera and then had to be in a friend group such as the cast of Housewives of Atlanta I think and, I'd look crazy too and I'm not taking away from that it's just hard for me to understand how you ask for compassion and empathy from people for those things and then when they say that you're doing those things you're like but this is the reason why it's like but you're asking us to feel mm -hmm. bad because you're going through the same things that now you're justifying putting us through it's like yeah. wait a minute hold on I, I lie to you because i love you <laughs> we lost the variable here like 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 where does where where somewhere the math stop mathing in there it's like like we can't feel sorry for you and then say but yeah that but it's okay for you to do us like that because you go through that it's like wait a minute those two things don't make sense that's it's very like, real I, 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 do you want me to feel bad for you or not because <laughs> I, I can't feel bad for you while i'm feeling bad for me because you're doing because it because you treating me bad like if you no. want this to be a safe space then we have to honor it as a safe space and there are certain boundaries and there are certain things and then i'm gonna stick beside you and you ain't got to worry about me throwing it back in your face and stuff but you you're not gonna take it out on me because it feels worse when you do it to me because it feels like an informed decision because you're sitting here asking me for empathy for the same situation in your house. But then you gonna come and bring that dust that, that you sweeping from your round, round your front footsteps and drop it on wow. my I'm not here for that. I'm not here mm -hmm. for that. Now I'm now I'm one hundred percent a Monica type, type but chick. I will ride with you, I will stick beside you, I'll put sugar in this tank, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll slash. Mm -hmm or tire so the insurance company won't cover it. Pay attention, children. But I'm I'll teach you that that baloney will strip that paint if you want to put it on there, especially if it's a nice sunny day coming up in the morning before he wake up. But you ain't heard that from me. Mm-hmm. Y'all want eggs? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh. Need a little, little saran wrap. Oh, oh. Good morning, children. Mm -hmm. um, I, but I, but I'm not gonna do it for no stupid reason. Like you're not gonna have me out here looking crazy with you. Like, girl, like make it make sense. Like, like, like you're not gonna have me out here riding and dying with you. Like, like you gotta pick one. We either riding or we dying. Because I'm not gonna ride with you and then have you kill me too. And also for me, there is a there is a level of crazy. Like I don't, I won't exceed this level without mm -hmm. being dicked down. Like, I'm not gonna act crazy over your dick. <laughs> yeah, like, what? The amount of toxicity that I'm going to allow without any type of sexual connection. There is a cap. There is a cap. And we good up into that cap. Once once we exceed it though, I'm out. Cause also he crazy, I don't want that. You know what I'm saying? Like. And see that, that's really how I'm perceiving my watching of the housewives at this point. Like. It just, it just, it just, it just, it just, it's just, it's just like, girl, y'all are triggering me and I giving me nothing in return. Like, like, like I give and give and give and all you do is take and take and take. And take, and take. You know what I feel like watching Atlanta, like the past three seasons? Mm -hmm. Remember when, you know, I suck at season numbers, Kim Field season and they went on the trip, right? Yeah. I think mm -hmm. Kenya was friend of 
that season because she wasn't given enough or she had just came back full-time one of the two I don't remember but anyway they're on the trip Kenya and Ken Fields aren't getting along and they're at the table and they're trying to uh it's her and Nene and they're trying to figure it out right and Kim is like I just don't do this and Kenya gets up and goes well you could leave and pulls the chair out but then Kim doesn't get up because she's like what what are we doing here I'm Kim like somebody has pulled the chair back and I'm still just sitting here in utter confusion. Like, I thought I wanted to be here. I don't know what's happening, but I kind of want to stick it out, but I kind of don't. Did you just pull my chair out? That's how I feel about the letter. I, when it comes to Atlanta, I just feel like, you know what Atlanta feels like to me? Hmm. It's just hit me. You remember Moesha, right? Yeah, yes. You remember we got... <laughs> okay, yeah, but like, you remember we got through five seasons of Moesha and then all of a sudden, it just, just in one episode, everything changed when he said, Dorian, I'm not your uncle. I'm your father. I'm your father. That is Atlanta for me. Like, Atlanta is D in that scene when she's like, oh, Frank. Like, ah, like, ah, I don't think you can fix this. No, you can't. Like, Lana is that for me right now. It's like, what you want me to do? Like, <laughs> no, remember when they went, remember when they went to Anguilla and they was on the boat and the wind and everything started hitting them and uh, um, Cynthia Titty popped out her dress. Everybody was all crazy and the hats <laughs> was like this. That's Atlanta right now. She's just full-blown titty set. Like, it's giving Karen when her, like, turn the wigs around. Like, it's, like. It looks sophisticated. Like, what are we doing? What? No, honestly, what are we doing in Atlanta? More, more importantly, why? Why are we doing it? Why? Because it just, it feels like we all want to be here, but none of us know why we're all here. None of us know why. It's like, we all want to be at this party, but none of us understand why we're here. It's we're a meeting all... that should have been an email, but we kind of like that it was a meeting because we got to see our friends, but it really could have been an email. It really could have been an email, but we still kind of glad we clicked the Zoom link. Like, we all like, I really could have been in the bed, but like, this was cute for y'all. It was cute. I don't know why y'all <laughs> called me, but it was cute. <laughs> Y'all ain't have to call me, but this was cute. Like I just feel like across all franchises, most of the women have run their course. And that is not out of not liking the growth. You know what I mean? Like, who else would have given us Kenya more hair care? No matter how bottom barrel it was. Eight. But to see Kenya and Marlo run around that house in Blue Ridge Mountain, that is when I was like, it's time for them to go home. I don't want to see no almost 50 women. Like, these are these are AARP card holders. And y'all running around the house avoiding conflict, avoiding communication, when yeah. you could be, when you could be sitting on this camera as two grown women with a long history <clears throat> chopping it up and finding resolve knowing that resolve doesn't have to be will be friends that when it was too much for me for marlo was when her tagline was released 
And now was it too much because of what she said or was it too much because you could hear that she recorded it on voice notes on her iPhone? All of the above, D. Heard you. Um, because there's so much context in that. Like, I, I've i always had the juice, but now I finally got the peach. One, that is, that is, you know how they say like, when you are like in the shower and I'm like, it's like water makes you more dry. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Mm. And it's like, that was the driest amount of thirst I've ever seen in my life. It gave what? me weighty Katie. Remember when Kate was waiting for uh, Prince William to propose and they named her weighty Katie in the papers? That's very sad. That's what That's it gave me. And sad. I didn't want it to give me that because I was team give Marlo a peach for a very long time. And I, I'm actually still shocked at the level of disappointment that I feel like on the inside of my body. I am too, but now it's like, it's turned on to full-blown resentment, like at this point, because of the season. But like in full accordance to her tagline, it just didn't make sense to me because I was like, girl, they offered you a peach after your first season as a friend of and you turned it down. And now all of a sudden you switched your narrative into being the girl that turned down the peach into being the girl that's been begging for one for 10 years. That's why this don't make sense. Wait a minute, I didn't know that. They you offered her a peach after her first season of Friend Up? Yes. And she's turned it down. Why? Because she thought she was too good. She thought she's literally said this out of her own mouth verbatim. She said, uh-huh. I can't remember what season she came on as a friend of first season three or season four. But that next season, they offered her a full-term contract. She came on with Charles Grant. You you remember they expected her and Nene to get into it because of Charles. She, she, mm-hmm, she, she, girl, ah, 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 ah. The next season, they offered her a full, full-term contract. She turned it down because she thought that um she was too good. She thought, you know, they just doing that over there, you know, whatever. She thought she was set. She doing her thing over here. She, she, she thought she was too good. Long story she short. She still had Ted Turner money, allegedly. I guess. So, you know, she thought she was too good. She paid it, right? So next thing you know, she was being a friend of, playing around or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden it turned into, why doesn't Marlon have a peach? And then she just fed into that. It was like, well, why don't I have a peach? Well, no, because then that mouth got to running and she talked herself out of a peach. And then she talked out of it in Africa with the whole- In Africa. Hanging around with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Filling the blank. Now, let me tell you what made me mad from Andy's side about that, right? A derogatory term is a derogatory term. And if mm-hmm. you're going to be punished for a derogatory term, I support that. But Andy only seems to understand derogatory terms when they are anti-gay and anti-Semitic. Now, this man is Jewish and he is a gay man. I understand you understanding that immediately because that's who you are. But then when other people who you consider good counsel tell you, hey, this is derogatory or this is hurtful to another community, you don't have that same quickness. And so for me to 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 hold Marlo's speech hostage over the F word while allowing what um Candace say, the slandering and the maligning of other communities incessant incessant of other communities is like fuck 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 
all that that you're talking about because especially when you blatantly allowed Erica Jane to use the word faggot on the reunion this last season and, and yes he did nothing. yes he did said nothing barely blink that's because Erica know where the bodies is in it. See, and it's that, that come on. That's about being verti- vertically integrated, okay? And you saw it with Nene. Nene got to do things that other people didn't get to do. And then- when you when you see the ones who is Andy's angels, when you see the ones hanging out with him and Can and all of that and going to the... Garcella be on the list very soon. Garcella be on the list very, very soon. How much of that do you think is Andy's choice? See, I think it's Andy's choice, but what ha- happens is, these are all my thoughts, okay? Talk your shit. Allegedly, That's- you know, they be going skiing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy specifically and uh, Renner, um, mm-hmm. allegedly they be going skiing. Now, the thing that I have noticed about being in company of people who ski, once right. they feel safe, it comes out. Yes. On the table. (laughs) Y'all not, nobody wants? Okay, cool. It's no like shame to it once you feel in close quarters, right? Now, when you're in, you feel safe, you're around people who maybe, let's say, don't do that and you get comfortable and now you're Andy or Andrew, you're not Andy Cohen anymore. Things are said, things are seen. You know what I mean? And now I got to keep you close because you know too much. Whereas a Wendy might not have that intent. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And so and I, I think I think that that shows through the ones who don't get reprimanded and the ones who don't get asked the hardball questions. Like, mm, I'm sorry, didn't Teresa push Andy halfway across the stage? And then told him to shut up, like, 13 seasons? <laughs> oh. Erica, Jersey never gets asked the questions that are supposed to be asked. I'm sorry, Teresa told Danielle to put that girl hair. We ain't hear shit about it. Not a word. I'm confused as to why. It's pathetic. And, you know... <laughs> That's the sound clip. It's pathetic. <laughs> it's pathetic. Um, you know, speaking of favorites, it's funny to see how the favorites are changing in the audience's eyes and how mm-hmm. the audience's favorites changing doesn't necessarily align with the executive views of who they expected to be favorites, mm-hmm. i.e. Garcelle, i.e. Candace. And so it's funny to see how now it's like, you have to give them what is due them. Like, it's like, you just have to run with that narrative. But like, speaking of Candace, wait, wait a minute, real quick on Candace. What do you think about Gollum suing our Potomac princess? Because I don't understand like for me, it reads very sus. You chose very specific comments to decide to pull a trigger on a lawsuit with one person. But yet, your name, photo, and barebacked and dirty drawed ass 
has been splashed across national and international television with accusation and photographic evidence to back it up. And also, you, you know, video, um, hot mic, uh, uh, filings, accusations. Him, him trying to get at Chris at that one reunion where Ashley had to pull him out. I, I think if I was a judge, I my first question would be, how is this one different? Because because the issue is, he said that it's cost him business. How was this cost business? How was this? How did this cost you business? But like, you sending your dick to a boy on Grinder in London didn't cost you nothing. Thank you, thank you. It feels like, oh, she getting too big for her britches. Let's let's knock her down a size. And it also, to me, fuels the rumor that Michael, at least at the beginning, I don't know if he still does, funded the production company that does with Potomac. Mm. Because that feels like, oh, she forgot that I take care of. You feel what I'm saying? Like you, you forgot I was big dog. Like that—that's the energy that it gives, and I don't—I don't like that because I feel like if Giselle had said that, we wouldn't be having this conversation ever. There wouldn't but be. See, a they find value in Giselle, and that's the difference. That is the difference when you are around people who don't see you or find value in you no matter how valuable you are no matter how light how bright your light is when you are around people that don't see that and or they see it and they're threatened by it they're always going to try and stump that light out try to put that fire out and so with Candace the only thing for me is I hope and I, th- I, I think Candace is smart enough for this but I hope good and goddamn well she got receipts and that was my lesson if if you ever want to be a housewife if you ever want to be a friend of had them receipts already don't ever be looking like uh Jennifer Williams what date what date was it was yeah, it my message is st- my message is stop at the day before what she pissed me off with that. I know that's on the wrong show, but that shit you know mad. Girl, we talk about all reality TV, girl. I talk, but like, I'm trying to figure out, girl, how the hell you sat here and dug the phone up? That, that's not even your regular phone. You went, you went to your storage phone. box to get your old phone to bring it to an event, and you did not make sure you had said things. And then here go, here go Tammy sitting there with it. The ace. Look, she had to pull it back. The okay. ace. Can I borrow somebody's reader? Yeah, no. Would you like me to read it to you? Tell you what it says? Like, Tam, if anybody was... That was last season greatness. That is how you go out on the show. Tammy didn't get big that season. Tammy said there... No, you said it. I asked no. you about it. You sure you want to go with that? Because I got the text messages. I got the messages too, Tammy. Okay, pass it around. And Malaysia was ready to risk it a haul in Amsterdam. Just a, I will gladly take them penitentiary charges and will. And will. I will gladly take those penitentiary charges. She said, you want to talk about it? You, I, you gave me the information, so I did what I wanted to do with it. 
You said you wanted me to do with the information what I wanted. She said, me holler at you. No, it was the let me holler at you. It was the let me holler it at you. It was the let me holler at you. And then it was it was Shawnee. It got something to do with me. <laughs> and Evelyn talking about let me just clear it up right now. I know I'm not in it. I'm in <laughs> Shawty was like, this is getting ready to be a shit show. <laughs> it was her leaning across that table and looking Evelyn down. Do you want to hear the information or not? Because if you don't want to hear it, I shut up and I walk away. And you know what? That That's real friend vibes. And I think that's why I always, I always understood, baby girl. You feel Thank what I'm you. saying? Sis always just stuck by the code. Day like, one. yo, I got some tea, but I understand that you might not be at a point to want to hear that and want to accept that. Say the word and it's yours, but also say the word and I'll shut up. Just let me know what you want to do. Shout out to uh, Malaysia and her house with Mr. Bryant. You know what? Let's. How do you feel about her leaving the show, though? I'm. Real- I feel great about it. I want everybody to leave the show so that the show can leave us. That shit is boring. I just. You don't like this season. <laughs> no, nobody but me likes this group of women together. Because apparently, I'm the only one that likes season ten. Like, I genuine. And here's why. Here's why. You see how I'm judging you in the face? You can judge me. It's fine. Because Cause I, next you're gonna tell me you like that that show the 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 boys of WeHo or whatever that was. I'm scared now. I ain't seen one episode. Praise God. I didn't even buy. I was like, top. Nope. Duh. Nope. Let me tell you, I don't like this season of Basketball Wives for the same reason. I feel like the women or Housewives need to go ahead on their time is up. I'm sorry. Why are we still looking at Jackie Christie? Like, see, for me. See, see, this is where I have a very, this is where the words unpopular opinion come come into play. Because for me, I appreciated, this felt like an all-star season for me. I, I can see like that. I can't see that. This was a great season for me because I didn't really have to get to know no new bitches. I knew everybody here. Mm-hmm. I had personal investment in everybody's story at some point in the Basketball Wives. Yeah, now that's real. I've been watching since day one of Miami. So mm-hmm. to see somebody on the show from day one of Miami all the way to current day LA, like like that that span of Housewives history all on one cast was just That's like real. sickening to me. That's so, real, but then I feel like let's wrap it up after this all-star season. <laughs> okay, no, no, okay, let me tell you this, because I, I want to be very clear to anybody listening and it's not coming from hater. Because like you said, I've watched since day one. I'm personally invested. These people sure. are my friends. Like, you know what I'm saying? We've grown together. My question is, or my disconnect rather is, they aren't doing anything that I want to watch. They're not having any conversations. They're not anything. So it's like, there is just a bunch of friends getting together, rehashing things that already happened. And so that's cool. Let's have a rehash season and then let's put a bow on it and let's everybody hug it out and say, it's been a great 20 years. That's why it's hard for me to argue with, with you because I'm like, you're not wrong. But like, it's like, if I would like, like how many, like <laughs> compromise. How many seasons did we have to suffer through Teresa and Melissa being on their bullshit be- before they got to the reunion and say, yeah, you, 
you 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 know what I just don't deal with you so we just gonna deal with it can we just have a couple seasons of that and then just let them wrap it up because I like this group <laughs> I said I listen my pitch was wrap it up on season 14 my pitch was bring Caroline Manzo back bring Jacqueline back bring Dina back bring um uh uh, uh Danielle back bring, see, bring them all back Katie, uh, Kathy, I'm sorry. Bring Kathy back. Let's hash it out. Let's duke it out. Let's fight it out. Let's find resolve. And same like basketball wise, let's put a bow on it and send all them people home. Because to your point, I'm not going to say you're wrong. Because to your point, the way that they wrapped up Mob Wives, they brought Carla back. They brought all the, the original four back. They had the final sit down. They say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put all y'all in the room. We're going to hash this shit out one last mm-hmm. time. Get up, Carla. <laughs> Get up, Karen. Like, it's a wrap. Like, it, like, wrap. like we're going to do this one last time. And it's done. And I felt like it was a great close. It was perfect. Right? My, my wife's eight, honestly. But it's like, for me, I finally have a group of women that I love all the women on the show. They all have stories that I want to invest in. Brooke's divorce, um, Duffy's marriage, or Duffy's wedding, Jennifer Angelani, Doug being a coach, British going to prison. um, Nobody cares about Jennifer Angelani, thank you. Huh? Hmm. Who said that? No (laughs) one. Oh my God. I wouldn't. Listen, I don't. I don't see it for Jen. I stopped seeing it for Jen when they was in Miami. I want to see it fizzle out. Don't cut it, it off. You are, you, it. Now, friend. Now, friend. Because now, friend. You seen it fizzle already, with, we, as it pertains to Jen specifically. But we finally seen a. But, but like, I finally got a group that I feel like ain't completely all about them getting together swinging and fighting all the time they argue they they do they one but like this just feels like the group that like they just hang out like it just feels like like it, I, I feel like it's the closest that i'm gonna get to a long-term running friendship of girls that actually know each other like they not bringing back mob wife it's not gonna happen it's not i, I got confirmation uh, uh, of that from a producer like they like they ain't bringing it back it's over <laughs> it's it's done I do appreciate Jackie asking Jen. So, how did you feel when Eric threw that drink in? How did you, girl? I was like, I, but that told me everything. And I want to be very clear: I'm not laughing at the assault of it all. I'm laughing at Jackie asking the question. But that to me told me everything that we needed to know about Eric and what their situation was. Like the fact that you would even put yourself in that position to do that. It's like, oh, so that's what, oh, so that's what type of man you are. Got it. Got, got it. it and it we lets me know that it wasn't it, it wasn't the first time and and Jen's even remember Jen didn't even say oh I can't believe you did that she was like really like the, the anger felt like in front of people like it is cool when it's a game at the house right but like, it was it's not like, but it is on camera cause if you re- cause if you remember watching that like she didn't even react like it like like it was like a like it was like a oh rip like yeah like, that's happened to her before and I was that's like that's not how you act when somebody does something like that for the first time, i.e. Wendy. Cause she cause she went to reach for a knife in her purse. Wendy no, went to go really. 
talking about her. Wendy said, oh, oh, wait, calm down. Hold, hold on, <laughs> Professor John Hopkins. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, real quick. I'm show them people what I was really about. Hold on, hold on. Everything, that's <laughs> What Karen said when she was fixing her wig? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It was in real time. We really saw her really save her, save her life in real time. Like, she really was like, oh, wait, hold on, wait, wait. I live for that. I, I live for Wendy. I live, she I live. Oh, Fran, I got to ask you a question. Not not me being an interviewer. Ask me anything. Well, this isn't an interview. It's just us chatting. <laughs> it's just a kiki. Uh, how do you feel about the Ozempic claims that everybody is putting on everybody now? Listen, it, you know what it reminds me of? You remember a few years ago when Melissa McCarthy lost all that weight and mm -hmm. all the clickbait um, pages were saying that it was because she was taking this magic pill mm -hmm. and, and um, she had lost all this weight and she never really confirmed what was going on? No, not at all. Like never spoke or she just got out a new show and kept it pushing. <laughs> it gives very that, but it gives like, oh, y'all can't just get a new show and keep it pushing because no, we on Twitter now. We on, we on Instagram now, we on TikTok, and we outside again. So it's like, wh what's up? I feel very young poppy. If you want a burger, eat a burger. You feel what I'm saying? It's it's none of my business. I don't like um, people who are not diabetic using medicine. That's my Because thing. the people with diabetes are struggling to get their medicine. And it's not because people are taking it for weight loss, but because of the price and all of that, like there are already people out there that need it. However, comma, mm -hmm. we all know, especially as Bravo commentators, we all know the side effects that are listed with Ozempic, okay? If you wanna risk gallbladder issues and old face, okay? That is between you and the God you serve. Far be it for me. It gives me? To have an opinion. You you know what it gives me? Hmm. It gives me, you remember that episode of the Golden Girls when the girls had their heads frozen and then Sophia came in at the end with the 25-year-old body and the 80-year-old head? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, so that's going to be Real Housewives of such and such 2045. It's just going to be a bunch of 25-year-old... They're going to look like Sophia Vergara from here down and look like Meryl Streep. Sophia from, from Golden Girls up. <laughs> look like Meryl Streep from here up and Martha Stewart from here up. But they gonna look like Jody Joe from Fashion Nova from here down. But you know what? Let me tell you something. I like the Kyle of it all. I think Kyle is doing it the best. If you're gonna be on Ozempic, also be in the gym so that people can say, no, you wouldn't get the muscles from Ozempic. I, I mean, and again, I don't wanna be Melissa. I don't know if she is or if she isn't. It ain't none of my business. I really don't care. But I like I like when people take time to lie to me. I appreciate that. Like I love when the girls do like subtle plastic surgery over time, so it's less of like a change and more of a maintenance. Please. So like by the time you realize they're even doing plastic surgery, it's like been twenty years. That's the Leah Michelle. You seen her cheekbones? I girl, I thought you was giving um uh Demi Moore down to the runway. 
when it looked like half of her head was getting ready to come off. Bitch, that wore me the fuck ASAP after that shit. I could not. I was ready to cut the cameras. Dead ass. I say, bitch, where's the rest of your face? Where's the rest of your jaw? But it's, like, it's really been weird for her ever since Ashton, but that's a different story for a different time. It's been weird over there, but I haven't read the book, so I don't even want to, you know, start talking until I have more, more information. So let me get I on it. Be an informed chit chatter. Yeah, but like, you, but you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, you know, how the girls on that on the Instagram, they over there doing all of the BBLs and going to the Columbia's and getting the 360 lipos and doing all of that. And then all of a sudden they get their ass back back down to the States and they selling flat tummy tea and um, waist trainers. And they all of a sudden they fitness influencers and they got their new workout routine and they got a new diet plan and they got a new um, athleisure line and they doing, you know, leggings and shit. And it's like, You know what it really gives me? Selling $25 park workouts? That part. You know what it really gives me? You remember back when Kim Kardashian first got popping? Mm-hmm. And she was selling Trim Spa and Carl's Jr.'s at the same time? No. You remember when it was um, Slim Quick? Isn't that what she was selling to? Slim Quick, Slim Fast. And she was in the Skechers commercial but you in a Carl's Jr. commercial that came on right after the Skechers commercial. It was like, girl, what the, what, what are we doing? Wait, Kimberly. speaking speaking of Kim Kardashian and what we're doing, somebody on TikTok just did a video about the downfall of Kim Kardashian and how we are like, she is in her strongest swap era. And to your point, they were talking about how there was a time where Kim Kardashian had ads on ads on ads on ads on ads. You couldn't turn your TV on and she wasn't there from somewhere between the, the weight loss pills to the high end stuff, right? She was on everything. And now the only sponsorship that she has is Dolce Gabbana? Is she still? Was see the video of her trying to walk up the steps in her Dolce Gabbana dress? I literally just saw the picture because and, do, and doing TikToks I, with Nori. I have a very interesting relationship with Kim Kardashian and that family. Like it's a very toxic relationship that I it's have with love to love to love you, love you. That's it's it's very like. I hate it, but I love it, but I hate it, but I love it. Um. <laughs> Yo, I, I binged a season of the Kardashians when I was pregnant. This was just one time, one day, whatever it was on. Um, and it was the season where she went to, I forget where she went. She wanted to adopt the kid, but the adoption was closed from that country. Mm. Do you know my pregnant tail sat there and boo? I was in the house by myself. Wasn't nobody home. I'm just good and fat and pregnant. Just <laughs> oh, girl, I was sitting there right with you. Let me let let, let me tell you about it. The reason why, because I'll get into it. It's fine. Um, y'all know I don't give a fuck about talking about my trauma, child. It's fine. I don't give a damn. But the reason why I have a weird ass connection to the Kardashians is because I am able to, on the outside, see all of the problematic shit that they do from the outside looking in. 
and have done. And then once I watch their show, I see the strength of the dynamic of their family and me as somebody who did not have a a familial connection of any kind growing up, I yearn for that. And so I get sucked up. So, like, like Monique but it's and easy you because you have to be a strong family unit to be out there like that to put out like and again they are very like we'll talk about it at home we'll talk about it on a show but y'all can't talk about it you've got to commend it on some level yes it's been years I fuck with that on some level but then it's like it's very toxic because I'm like well bitch the activist in me is like well what the fuck y'all out here doing but then but then the long but then sometimes I feel Come on. that bitch in me. The kid in the Tyler Perry play in me is like, but I fuck with y'all though. Cause it's family. very much we're rooting for you. We're actually rooting for you. And y'all out here putting CGI tears on Kim. And we just like, we just want y'all to do better. It is whiplash. It is whiplash. At its best. You know, Honestly, at its best. To your point about sitting there watching their show crying, I went through a really hard time over the past year of winning off of hormones, right? Okay. Because I had to stop hormone re- replacement therapy because it was taking a really, really negative effect on my mental health. Mm, I'm sorry, friend. Yeah, it's fine. Um, thank, thank you. Um, it was just like it was like speaking about that contradictory balance. It's like I am in, I am physically feeling my best I've ever felt in my skin, but yet mentally, I have been, I am more suicidal than I've ever been in my life. I was going to ask you that. What did that What did that do to you feeling like the thing that I've been longing for, the thing that I thought that would correct the feelings is now actually not in having the inverse? Like, where did that land for you? And there how was did a you make the decision to come off of it? There was a lot of realizations in that. Um, it did make me realize that I don't identify with any binary at all. Like, it did make me realize that it wasn't necessarily a transition from one binary to the other, from male to female, that needed to happen to me. It was a transition. There, there was a transition that needed to happen from a binary to an androgynous, gender neutral, genderless uh, presentation that needed to happen. So it wasn't necessarily about going from man to woman. It was about going from man to. I like to say android because I'm a Dragon Ball Z fan. So I like 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 to say that I'm just Android ninety one, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's more so of being like an androgynous being and just like not having to limit myself to a gender spectrum to navigate how I operate in the world, especially in my- Like from from man to just like comfortable. To just person. Person, but that's a big thing. Like for me, I'm- comfortable in all of this like I've, I've been I didn't like boys since I, I found boys okay <laughs> like I always thought they was cute I was always like hold my hand hold my hand you know what I'm saying but I I rest and operate in my masculine a lot like my husband and I talk about that and it's it's very like his love has allowed me to operate in my feminine energy a little bit more because I'm very much I got it I'll take care of it like I'm, I'm there in my masculine 
But because I know that about myself, I've always been clear that this didn't make me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm aware of that and I'm aware of that. Like, you know, and it, it, there was never like extremes to it, right? Like I was never dressing like a boy, whatever that means. But right. you know what I mean? I'm, I'm very cool to show up in the flats and in the, in, the, in the sneakers and the sneaker con- collection is popping but i'm also very cool to be that girl and put on them heels and either way i'm gonna eat you up like you <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> and it, it's just there's something extremely fulfilling about being comfortable in your skin because while i never had the gender issue i had the weight issue and feeling Mm -hmm. that way and feeling the pressures from the elders in my family but then also looking at other people look at me and be like okay but you're not fat so like that like you know disregarding it so even just getting to a place where I was comfortable and what I had like for me this shirt is a big deal I've had big boobies my whole life like from the moment they started so I grew up learning how to dress with you have to cover that up and men always thinking I was 16 but I was 10 you know what I mean so I had to get to a point where it's like I'm a real woman and I could show this if I wanted to but I definitely came into my relationship with my husband being more comfortable in crew neck shirts and like all of those things so to be comfortable and be sitting here like this it's very freeing for me so I can only imagine how that feels for you and I'm happy that you get to operate in that. thank you for me it, it was kind of like your discovery of yourself but like to a whole nother level because for me it was you know how you said you're you're you know just as comfortable in sneakers as you are in heels for me for me that's like just the presentational aspect of it like mm-hmm. um it's I'm just as comfortable operating in my man as I am my woman like it's like it's like it's hard to explain but it's like I've gotten to a point to where there's not a separation of masculinity Mm -hmm femininity for me because they're so intertwined with each other and that's you know based on my history and like all all of that stuff but like there's such an intertwine of it there's not a separation for it but I get to use presentation as an opportunity to live in separate gender norms like for me I now am comfortable at just as much dressing like a man and giving thug and trade and doing all of the you know as I am stepping out and basically what the girl what what the queers say is full-blown drags okay, like okay stepping out in full presentation hyper femme realism you know da, 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 da. like I'm just as comfortable doing both you know what I mean and I think I've gotten into a space where like neither one is necessary for me so like it's just I'm just somewhere in the middle but it's really kind of affected the way that I interact with people because now people are so so on this whole so how do you identify what are your pronouns thing and I'm like I I don't subscribe to pronouns like I don't have a designated set of pronouns I just let people register me how they interpret me because I see myself Mm. as being so it's mm-hmm. like so I've had people interpret me as male female they don't know they're they're in between like I've been asked since I was like eight years old are you a boy or a girl my entire life I've gotten that mm. and that's where I was supposed to be the entire time and like those were the signs it was like pay attention to that 
right the universe was like hello i'm trying i'm trying to lead you i don't i i will have to be very honest and i think we had this conversation last time i don't willingly walk up to people and ask them their pronouns Mm -hmm. um that's not something that i've integrated into my verbal communication but i am pro whatever you want to be called like I'm, I'm, i'm pro respecting a human i cannot look you in your face and you tell me my pronouns are they and then be like okay well she or he like that's disrespectful no matter what I feel what I think my 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 personal feelings don't matter in this space because this person asked to be called that mm-hmm. and so I'm, I'm calling you whatever you want to be called and it's not for me to say that what you want to be called isn't valid like I've I felt weird with the Jeffree Star of it all and and far be it for me to say that I could even with the Kanye like I could sift through right and I I sense the y'all we got to reel it back in just a little bit now <laughs> we have taken a little bit of a turn off the deep end and me as a, as a gay man I'm gonna tell you that you feel what I'm saying but to then that's one sentence but then to say no it doesn't exist it's like how are you gonna say this whole group of people don't exist they standing right here what you mean you don't see them like <laughs> But see, the thing is, like, you can do the history and trace back all the way back to Native American tribes. Look up two spirit people when we get off of here. I'm with you. The non-binary conversation has been a conversation just as long as the trans conversation, just as long as the gay conversation, just as long as the lesbian conversation. We're just now getting around to it. We're just now getting around. I just had this conversation a while back when I was like, you know, the, the... the um, problem is, is like pe- people think that these are new conversations because we're just getting to that part of the totem pole. It started with white men, then white women, and then black men, and then black women, and then queer, and then white gay men, and then black gay men, and then now we're just starting to get into the trans conversation. But it's really only having conversations about trans women because trans men slip under the radar, mm-hmm. and even to that slipping under the radar conversation trans women are the are more visible than they've ever been but they're also being murdered and not reported on more than they've ever been so it's definitely i i feel like it's always been a thing right we know that to be fact but i feel like it's in, in the black community it's something that we are just now being allowed to speak about even void of mass media and representation like literally our elders like my uncle is a gay man been a gay man my whole life pretty much didn't get confirmation not that I needed it but didn't get confirmation until my grandmother passed away and then I found out that as per my grandmother he was not allowed to talk about it you could be who you are you could come over and my grandma my grandmother was very good friends with his boyfriends and like they were they were welcomed in her house but we won't acknowledge him as a boyfriend that's your friend y'all y'all can stay but you can stay in separate rooms like we just no you don't tell the people that you got like you if anything you tell them to mind their business and not because like oh i'm protecting you or this world is already hard on but because this doesn't land well for me you feel what i'm saying and and i don't believe in this as i'm not exactly And I know that that is just one of many, many stories. So now we're at a point where 
the elders are passing away and people feel free enough now to operate in their truth or they feel like okay I wasn't doing that because big ma or because auntie da 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 so now we're here and we can talk about it and then look it's socially accepted to a certain point you feel what I'm saying so I understand how it feels super super loud and super super in your face when in reality it's like I'm just getting a chance yeah like I, I like I equate it to I remember when like 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 I remember when I first came out as gay right and, and, and like all the gays remember this when they first come out all of a sudden you want to wear all the rainbow shit and you want to be as gay as possible you want to be in the gayest spaces you want to watch the gayest shit you don't want to see nothing but rainbow. here darling what is your next wish <laughs> everything like child you want to see it all honey you you want to watch queers folk noah's ark priscilla queen of the desert tu wong fu you don't want to watch nothing but drag queens like mm-hmm. you want to be all of the things of the things so until you grow and realize that that's just a part of who you are. It's not who you are. But until yes. you get the experience and the time in that to recognize that that's just one layer of your identity, that it doesn't register into just the regular parts of who you are because you haven't had a chance to live with that as just a regular part of who you are. It's always been this thing the that you've been secret. So the um same thing goes with the way that these things are being communicated to a mass scale it's like now we're having this conversation about you know transgender rights transgender healthcare, all of that stuff and now all of a sudden we're seeing more like transgender people than we all of a sudden pose happens and then legendary happens and then mm-hmm, this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like we're seeing more of it than we than we ever as the conversation spreads it's like that's not it's a new conversation it's just no we're just getting around to having a conversation publicly like now and, this- and it speaks to how crappy our healthcare system is in America like the citizens of the US the humans of the US should have healthcare that's yes. the sentence yes where what you identify as who you believe in what you like to get your rocks off none of that should matter in the taking care of your human and of course you have things that are elective and things that are mandatory that's how insurance works you feel what i'm saying everything can't be covered fully 100 percent. like we're, we're still running a business we got that part but there should be no human beings out here fighting for health care how am i supposed to stay alive just like when the Red Cross wanted us to celebrate that they're lifting or they're lightning or they're changing their ban on um, gay donations of blood to um, blood drives and shit. I rolled my eyes. I was like, y'all can't have my blood. No. Child, I almost hung up on you. What year is this? And is it the movie Philadelphia? What's happening? They just got around it. Like they've been doing this forever. Like, I, like let me tell you something. I have a stern F you for the Red Cross for the rest of my life because the I for any gay man who has been through this experience knows how embarrassing and painful that this is to go through this in a public setting to be shamed for being gay when you're trying to give blood and help people I went through this when I was in job job corps right met my husband there and so they were doing a blood drive and I've always been like like that's great I love that I, I would do that, blah, blah, blah. So we go sign up to give blood and they have all these questions, da, 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 had all these personal invasive questions, blah, 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 right? And the question, have you had sex with, with, with another man in the past seven years? And I'm sitting next to my boyfriend at the time. 
Like, well, I just fucked him before I came. I was about to say, the last seven minutes. <laughs> like, we just finished fucking. Like, <laughs> like, like, fresh off it, baby. Like, a, like okay. So, and I remember debating, do I lie about this? Because it felt like if I was, if I admitted that, that it was going to be a problem. Turns out it was. And to be turned down because of that specific question, like that was, that's one of the most embarrassing, painful, very embarrassing. But now my, my, my question is, do you feel like that is indicative to the LGBTQ plus community? Or do you think it's indicative more so of lack of education and fear mongering. And I ask that, right? Because it seems as though we see that play out over and over and over with new iterations of illnesses and all of that. Like even down to the vax versus the non-vax conversation. Like there was a time period and I'm by no means trying to compare traumas, but there was a time period where um, vax people could do things that unvax people couldn't do right so now if you take that that's 20 20 2023 present or whatever but you take that back to where we were specifically in the 80s i just referenced philadelphia in the movies and in the, the lack of education that had to or that existed around the transmission of aids and hiv and what that was and and like i remember being in high school and people learning that HIV and AIDS wasn't the same thing. Specifically, I remember when we watched Philadelphia in school and people were mind blown to know that they weren't the same thing and we was good and grown, you know what I mean, in terms of schoolwork there. So do you think that that speaks to the fear mongering that is the US and the things that they they base down or do you think that that was hyperly specific to like hurt your community? Both. And the reason why I say that is because that, that the fear mongering is, is is where it started because when HIV and AIDS first became a thing, it was the gay disease. Absolutely, right? absolutely. So the so the initiating of that became this is because of this is the gay disease, blah blah blah. So okay, quite fine. like monkeypox and presence present day. Correct, but see the problem is when I went through that, it was 2011. Okay. We were well aware that HIV and AIDS was not a gay disease in 2011. Mm-hmm. You, 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 yeah, so we shouldn't have even been having this conversation. So if y'all were gonna lift that ban, y'all should have lifted when you figured out that HIV and AIDS was not specifically sequestered to the queer community. Mm, so okay. My thing is, it's down to the testing of blood. What makes testing my blood, because I'm a gay man, different than testing your blood for the same disease? Yeah, 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 yeah. What makes it different? You, so you gotta follow the same protocols, big dog. <laughs> so I'm like, you find out that you gotta do the same thing, the same test for the same amount of money for the same blood that is anonymous anyway. Why is there a specific ban on gay men? And what year people. was that ban lifted? Lesbians work on this. I'm not exactly sure how that works, but it's, but that's, ah, that's a good question. I didn't even get there in my brain. But I do know 
that as a man, I was asked that specific question. If you are a man, have you had sex with another man in the past seven years? And that question is still on forms when you want to donate plasma and things like that. I I was asked that question again when I donated plasma um, like years and years later. This was like maybe six, seven years later. So it, it so it's like, that's where it goes from fear mongering to hyperfixation because it's like now you know we're well aware it's been documented that this is not a queer a a a, a queer disease nor a gay man's disease yet in 2011 y'all are still having that conversation after magic johnson and all that after the magic right. Johnson. Well, ma- but see, Magic Johnson was still early in it. Remember, they they made him stop play. He had to stop playing for a minute, even though everybody was clear on how it was transmitted and it wasn't on the basketball court. Um but to the medical fear of not knowing how the disease works, that has nothing to do with his sexuality. That's what I'm well, saying. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm with you, but that's why I, w- I was saying like there, but there is so like even if in 2011 that would if you had had sex with a gay man that takes you back to 2004 and to me again that's the fear mongering of it all where it's like oh well in 2004 this person could have still not been da 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 and it's like just test the fucking blood <laughs> you, you doing math and going back to questions and who he could have possibly and if they felt comfortable and was it in a motel or in a house like test and it, find out it doesn't matter because at the end of the day Y'all are gonna have to turn down a cis woman's blood if she has HIV, just like y'all gonna have to turn down a gay man's blood. That's really what it boils down to. It's like y'all gonna have to test the blood the, the exact same way and turn their ass down in the exact same way. So it's like, what do you want them to do? It's like, so it's like y'all trying they, to live. They want, they want y'all to not exist. I mean, you knew the answer to that. Right. So I'm like, I just want y'all to say it out loud so that I don't got to keep screaming it into the void like I'm on a soapbox with y'all. <laughs> like I'm the crazy one. <laughs> like I'm crazy. Like I'm the drama. So I'm like, girl, stop making me the villain. I'm like, y'all know what's up. Just say it so we yeah, can y'all, y'all But I'm like, y'all but trying to do But at the point at which, okay, never mind. Okay. Like, it feels like it's real like JoJo of it all. You know, it's just too little, too late. Like, no, for sure. For sure. But we appreciate it. Cool. The new gays. Thanks. Freely. Please do. Yo, when we was in high school, <laughs> me and my friend, I don't know where this started, but when people would like tell us information, they nobody asked you for that. We would mumble, you like, all right, thanks, bitch. You get the fuck out of my face, huh? Like <laughs> <laughs> it has to have this accompanying hand motion, like, all right, thanks, bitch. You get the fuck out of my face, huh? Like move around please <laughs> yeah it gives very all that talking do do that shit while you walking very that like yeah like okay cool thanks but that doesn't make me feel it like 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 i ain't gonna celebrate you for that when it's like 20 years late yeah 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 there there'll be no parties <laughs> yeah it's like okay cool look at this Click conversation it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> what this this segment wasn't reality tv but i feel like it was it was needed it was needed and you know like that's really what it's for like I just like I don't like I I, I, I really didn't try to format this into like a scheduled thing of like what we really needed to talk about because I was going to bring Tim Norman at the end of this getting life in prison for for, um, being a hitman and a murderer you know 
and that didn't have shit and, and, and he is exactly where he should be if somebody could throw on just another life sentence on top of it that would make me very happy that's what you fucking get that's what you get for a hundred thousand dollars like but that not but because that feels like it negates it however that shows you how dark people are right mm-hmm. also how sweet it's not on the other side because from again as as the person ingesting the content one would assume they good we got the restaurant we got the show like lifetime movie we good generational wealth like <laughs> not sure. a problem and at the end of the day with eggs themselves cost ten thousand dollars so a hundred thousand don't go far like I hate I just hate to be that person, right? It's not a lot of money right now. So to attempt to off somebody for what ends up being that minuscule amount lets you know that the grass is greener where you water it. And, and in watering the grass, you'll run into some some dark people and some scary people. But when you're touching the grass, amen. Don't don't miss this, amen. When you're touching the grass and your feet is grounded and you doing the things and you're seeking good counsel and you're trying to keep your brain as clear as possible and you have this outlook where you're like I could imagine the worst day of my life and this person that I'm encountering might be going through what might be the worst day of their life and then you extend grace in that moment you feel what I'm saying the rest of it the monetary follows suit and so Stay connected, stay grounded, stay stay away from people who don't make your tummy feel good. And uh, just know that when you fuck around, you will find out. Amen. Amen, amen. The doors of the church are now open. Yes, action plates. Yes, yes. The building fund is now open. Um, amen, take your, take your envelope and hold it up. Yes, envelope. <laughs> Extend it to the front of the church. For amen, amen. Let's let's clear our hearts and our heads. <laughs> I just it's like God bless now. I just I just don't get and you know I I don't even know where to bring in Peter and Gordon out here tongue tussling round to the social media incident. Because Pat and Gordon. Yeah, I just, li, 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 listen, Gordasha and Patrice is out here cutting the monkey fool out here on the social medias fighting for a life on this free app and wendy is at kamala harris's house and wendy is out here doing her big one she said why not my who oh my anointed my anointed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do not she said that, that and that is what wendy was talking about when she checked herself in that moment when that drink hit her. That restraint. I have something to lose. That drawback. That was what she But that's the problem with Bravo casting that mix of people. In real life, on shows, it's always gonna happen. When you or somebody with something to lose, bro, you can't hang out with people who don't have nothing to lose. You could call it bougie, you could call it whatever you wanna call it. We don't, cause we not playing by the same rules. You feel what I'm saying? And that's always going to be dangerous. That's always going to be dangerous. And I'm not one for that because as someone who is genuinely trying to build some shit over here, I can't 
I can't, I don't spend too much time not giving a fuck. I, now that I actually got some shit to lose. Fucks are given. Fucks are given. Fucks are given. Here, there, and everywhere. Yes, fucks are given and fucks are given and apologies are not. Like, at the end of the day, we will give you a fuck. Like, (laughs) fucks are given, cease and desist are given, cold shoulders are given, bitch. Mm. Like, we have no time. Mm-mm. My ma'am. But I do think it's funny that Mia did do all that. All that. Like you got up here and did all that to get up and 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 throw drinks and try to hit a woman with your purse and show out and run around and take your shoes off and curse and holler and do all that. All that. Yeah. Of Patrice. And her mask. Only to be on Blue Ivy's internet Apollo line. Out here on Blue Ivy's good 5G broadband. Hello. With this gutter trash MySpace foolery. Gutter trash MySpace foolery is exactly what it is. Pat yourself on the back. Because that's what that is. That is that is some you didn't put me in your top five SBS. Barry, why am I not in your top eight? Like. Because you act like that. Because you asked me that question. That is why. Yeah, I wasn't never putting nobody on my top if you was asking to be there. Because that's not who you want in the crib. Yeah, like that's not how we do that. Like, I don't. Uh, but see, it just. It, 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 like it just how like girl like it, it just don't make no sense like you living off of your savings and you renting a penthouse what and you think you think North Carolina and Potomac is on two different coasts so now I'm really scared but you want you me to think me. I don't understand business you, you so? got locked out of an account when you was on vacation but it's me okay and you the CEO <laughs> CEO nope oh Brad but look before we hang up this phone call I got I got I got to ask you this one. Please. You know, you know, on TikTok, we play Eat or Flop, and it is normally for reality shows. But Eat or Flop, Michael B. Jordan's response to Oprah. Eat, 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 eat. Nom, 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 nom. Done for. Done for. Friend. Period. And don't get me wrong, I love L'Oreal. I love L'Oreal. What, but, but what I think is so funny, what puts the, what puts the saran wrap on the Tupperware, what puts the lid on the Tupperware to this eatery, is the fact that in all the press coverage of this, they don't even mention her name. They don't even mention her name. Michael B. Jordan calls out woman on the red carpet calling him corny in high school they, they don't even mention her name now mind you if you know you know i know her name is l'oreal l'oreal right i know that but the fact that she is getting not only sunned for this but she's not even getting named for it like erased. She getting she's getting sunned and erased she and can't even be nice to people that is the takeaway because somebody can have a not nice experience with you and still regard you as a as a decent person like mm, it wasn't my favorite interview but shout out to them like you feel what i'm saying 
But the fact that, and I I also don't even think it would have went that way if she didn't try to remind him of the connection. Cause he knew who she was. Homie shit like, you know, yep. You know, we go back to, you know, homies over hoes high school. You know, we cool. We know each other. Like, yeah. And he was like, nah, you ain't even like me then. Cause I think if she would have just been like, I'm here with Brick City's finest, you know what I'm saying? Always repping for the home team. How did you feel about such and such? He would, I don't feel like he would have never said a word. But the fact that she opened up her mouth and was trying to, we went to uh, what, Science High, wherever they went. We knew each other. We went to Science High. Like, girl, don't try to over familiarize yourself. You like, girl, don't do that. Don't do that, like, girl, no man. Acting familiar. And the fact that he tried to stunt it and say, like, oh, that was corny what he did for uh, calling her out, da 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 da. I was like, but y'all the same bitches that will sit here and praise Giselle. No, you know what's corny? You know what's corny? Being mean to somebody, knowing that you have been mean to them. She had a means, I'm sorry, L'Oreal had a means to reach out to Michael B. Jordan at any given moment prior to that red carpet. Hey, friend, I know I've said some things back in the past, but I know we working on the same thing. I was a kid, just wanted to say, ain't no bad blood. Damn. Again, he would have never responded like that. But you didn't handle that. You were mean then. And now you come over here and you in my face acting like the rest of it didn't exist. But when I call it out in a very mild manner, to be completely honest, because he was better than me. I personally, if L'Oreal was my bully from school, I wouldn't have even stopped on the red carpet. You won't get an interview from me. I would, or maybe I would have stopped, let her answer the question, and then we would have sat there like this. What was it? And then I would have walked off. Right. Now you explain to your boss that you're an asshole. That, because even if you would have felt it was corny to like slide in his DMs and be like, yo, I'm sorry that I picked on you in high school. You could have took that moment on, on, on the red carpet since you decided to over familiarize yourself and be like, yeah, since we know each other, you could have been like, yeah, you know, I used to call him corny in high school, but look, look how he's stunning on my ass. The the director and the star of Creed 3, Michael B. Jordan, how you doing? Science okay, he did his big one. And I sent you a DM, but I know your DMs is flooded. You probably ain't catch it, but I want to say it on camera. That was mad immature with me. And we could have left it alone. Instead, you had him call you out, and then you tried to deny it and was like, no, misquoted for sure. Like, how you gonna tell me something I heard was misquoted? So now, so so now not only did you call me corny, but you're calling me a liar to my face. I'm no, I'm corny and I'm deaf. And you want me for an interview. And he Why? got like he gave her that was the most polite thing you could have done to a bully. I'm telling you, yo, if I would have walked on that carpet and any bully, bro. My bullies exist from like second to fourth grade, okay? Mm. I, I will be 33 on March 14th and it's still up for they fucking ass, bro. Like, fuck you. <laughs> There's okay? still a is that if they one, showed- One of them currently sells Mary Kay and I wish, no, I don't, let me not tempt that, but I wish she would jump in my <laughs> inbox trying to sell me some mascara. What I won't do is buy it from you. Yeah, there's a couple people Each in my life that glass. if- Yeah, you better serve them a charcuterie board of glass and rat poison. I'm good for that. It's really um, eye eye drop soap glass. 
Yes. Just very disgusting. Just have diarrhea. Forever. And day. Like, Friend, I gotta go. Oh, thank you so much for being here, babe. I thank could you keep you chat. You know, you got to cut me off, homie. No, you're fine. I just, I gotta go do real, real housewife things. Yes, real housewife things. Yes, <laughs> real housewife things. Boop, 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 boop. Yes, we live for that. Period. <laughs> Yo, I'm a. When we when we uh, turn this off, I got you. <laughs> Period. You you know what? Let me just go ahead. On that note, children, that has been our show. I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in to help me to facilitate this conversation. And as always, I want to welcome my homie sister, lover, friend. Well, not the lover part. You know I love her husband. Hey, hubby, Mr. Producer Man. Shout out to you. Hey, Mr. Producer Man. <laughs> I want to thank my good, good friend, El Murasaki from the house of Murasaki or Nosy Bystanders from being back on the show, coming back, shooting the shit and talking all of the things with me. Thank you so much, friend. Always, friend. You know I love you and I love what you're doing, what you're building and anytime you have me, Chad, I'll come turn the mic on. Of course, girl, because I don't get to have these type of talks very often. So when I do, you always going to be one of the first people I'm texting. Like, girl, like, so you got some time for me? Is you going to pull up or not? (laughs) You going to pull up or what? Like, let's go to brunch. I'll get you some charcuterie or whatever. I'm going to get some wings, but I'll get you the charcuterie. Chad, I want the wings. Oh, well, T, well, let's just get wings and call it charcuterie. Done. Just it's a date. A of different flavor wings, and let's just call it's it a, a show. Yeah, and I want and I want my drink in a red cup. Period. Red solo, done for. Shout out to Kim Zosiak, but shout out to the cookout where it's really at. I want, I want it in a red cup. That's what I want. And with that being said, I want to remind all of you guys out there listening, writing down your grocery list, getting ready to go in your car and get you some red solo cups and Alize and M Dog Forty Forty. I want y'all to remember to or always special brew, very special brew Thunderbird, light, two eleven, a natty light. <laughs> Four locos in the building was good. Period. I want to remind all of you out there to be real stay in reality and always always bring the realness i am brian k james this has been real reality realness and until next time i love every single one of you from the bottom of my green heart emoji keep the mess in the message be useful but not used and misbehave yourselves peace real bad real bad and fuck it on fridays Mm. bye guys Bye, Mr. Producer Bear. Bye, homie. I love y'all too. Bye. What's going on, everybody? Brian K. James here, and I'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by Outlander Media Network. Outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web, from the farthest reaches invading your space. 
We appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner outlander. I am Brian K. James, and this is Real Reality Realness.